Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 223. Runaways, Season 1, Episode 1, Reunion. Hello, and welcome to Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am one of three hosts who will be talking today about a brand new Marvel show that is not a Netflix show, not an ABC show, and not a movie. It is in a completely different uh, delivery system. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment, but I have been joined by two people who are familiar to some of you. If you have listened to this podcast, if you're new to the podcast, they're new to you. I've got agent Evan. Hey everybody. I'm agent Evan, Evan, David, Evan, David, who joined me for the inhumans IMAX theater road trip. That we did, And who's also my co-host on strangers and aliens, our other podcast. And we've also been joined by agent Lestew. Yay, Agent Lestu from from where I am, I am. Which is the UP. UPA. Yeah. So those of you who want to know um, that joke from listen to back. Yeah, uh, it, it's a long, long, long old joke. Long. Maybe it needs joke. to be retired, but maybe not. You know, it's still it's who yeah, you yeah. are, man. You're from the I Upper am. Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah. What else is there to know? You know? One might, one might call it a youper territory. You might. You might. And one might call Evan and I Hoosier territory because uh, we are from Indiana. Well, I just live here. You're from here now, buddy. Sorry, oh, pal. No. You've lived here long no. enough. It's you, happened. You got married here. You live here. You had a child here. You, you're, you're from here. I mean, I'm. I, yeah. I mean, two of my kids were, were born in Portland and one of my kids was born here. I don't know where I am. Well, I've been here for 20 years now after living in 20 different places in the 20 years previous. So uh, this is I'm from here. I'm from here. Yeah. So we are here to talk about Runaways, which is on Hulu, which is not Netflix. It is not uh, network television. It is still a digital delivery system uh, similar to Netflix, which is also one third owned by Disney. Disney. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that is, I think, part of why we're seeing Netflix show or we're seeing uh, Runaways show up on on Hulu here is Disney owns a a bit of the pie here. It was also produced by ABC specialty or some premium or or something (laughs) like that. ABC signature or something like that, which if you watch all the end of the stuff, you'll you'll notice that. So, well, if you go to Hulu, I mean. That's where I go when we're going to watch reruns of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Inhumans because I don't have cable, so I can't access those shows on ABC's website. Um, The other things, I mean, as far as Marvel, there's a ton of Marvel cartoons. There's Incredible Hulk, the live action Incredible Hulk TV show with Bill Bixby. Oh, really? Yeah, that's on Hulu. I'm going to have to watch that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Spider-Man Unlimited. 
I mean, why would you want to watch that? I don't know, but it's there. Uh, so they have a bunch of Marvel stuff on there, and it only makes sense considering, like I said, the Disney connection. Um, and since you know Disney owns ABC, so ABC's shows are going on there. We're hoping that when Cloak and Dagger come on Freeform, that Cloak <laughs> and Dagger will also be on Hulu because, like I said, I don't have cable and – yeah. So during those 10 weeks that Cloak and Dagger airs, I might have to <laughs> subscribe to cable. We'll see how that works. Oh, goodness. But, but for those of us who don't know us and don't know the show, uh, Welcome to Level 7 is a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means we are going to be covering uh, in detail every single thing that comes out for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and in lesser detail, things that are tangentially related. So that means... You know, we are talking about mar- other Marvel movies and, and other things, but we take, you know, close look at uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is what started this thing for us, um, the Netflix stuff, the the movies, and now Runaways. And so Runaways will be running concurrently with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little while. And so Welcome to Level 7 is going to have uh, double episodes every week. And we're still working on a, the exact scheduling of these episodes but that's that's how it's looking right now. So Evan will be joining me, I think, uh, as the regular Runaways guy. I believe so. While Stuart, Stuart and uh, and Samantha will be joining me for the regular Agents of Shield stuff. And the Runaways episodes will be shorter, I think. But um, you know, there's only so much time. In there's the only week. so much time. <laughs> yep. Know? We've got jobs and children <laughs> and and lives and. And to sleep. Yes. Sleeping matters. <laughs> you know, but we enjoy doing this, you know, and so we'd be talking about yes, this stuff yes. even if we weren't recording about it. So Might as well yeah. do it on air. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal with Hulu. I was surprised. I don't know if you guys were, but today it hit. I wasn't surprised about that. What I was surprised about was that it wasn't just one episode. It was three. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> right. It wasn't like, hey, let's do a complete series dump like Netflix the Netflix model. The the Hulu model typically has been for new and original shows, one episode a week, uh, but they dropped three. And I, I don't know. It, it just, it was a surprise. I would have been surprised if you hadn't told me over messenger. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, there is that. Yeah. So, so Ben, yeah, we haven't talked about this. What does this do to our spoiler policy? Oh, that's <laughs> what are right. we, uh, how okay. are we, <laughs> I realize I just threw this at you like right now on air, but you know, hashtag save it for the show. <laughs> well, okay. So the general spoiler policy for welcome to level seven is if it hasn't happened yet, we don't talk about it. And if we haven't right. talked about it yet, we don't talk about it. So we're not going to really talk about any specifics with defenders or punisher because we haven't mm-hmm. talked about that yet on Mike for the show. Or um, even watch some of those episodes, but that's fine. Right, getting there. <laughs> well, I I haven't watched any Punisher yet. I mean, Punisher dropped one. last weekend, uh, right? And I haven't had a chance to. And and the Runaways thing is the more timely of of the two because we're planning to follow it in real time rather than with Punisher, <laughs> where there is no real time to follow it in. It's just right. whenever you do, man. Whenever. Right. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just. I don't know what exactly this does to our kids. <laughs> uh, we generally speaking, when we talk about shows, like when we talk about runaways right now, we probably won't be talking about details from the end of season four of agents of shield, unless it ties into something 
that we're talking about here. And the, and the same with Inhumans, you know, the whole series has, has, has gone out. And <laughs> is there reason to talk about something that happened in Inhumans? Well, we might. And, and humans would be fair game because it, it has come up before. We'll, we'll usually preface it. Sometimes it, it kind of slips out. We, we're really careful about that. We try not to, but, um, yeah. So I, I mean, just to be very clear, we're probably okay with shield and probably okay with inhumans, but we should shy away from defenders and punisher. Uh, right. cause we haven't talked about either of those two shows, but, and we're okay with the movies up till Thor. Right. Thor if you're watching this after, if you're listening to this after Black Panther, we haven't seen it yet, so you can't have seen it yet. So there you go. Well, but that's one thing we had to dance around a little bit with the last episode of Inhumans was because you know, right. Thor had been out <laughs> and, and there were some specific things I wanted to talk about in relation to Thor Ragnarok that we had to wait. And, and we actually did a special thing after the credits for that. So, yeah. OK, so. Uh, good. That's our that's our spoiler policy for the podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, um, yeah. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. Please don't run away. From no, us. don't run away. <laughs> yeah. And if you found us on TV time, awesome. Be yeah, our friend yeah. or my friend. Even uh, <laughs> the other thing I do want to say is um, we talk about comic book stuff here, uh, but I haven't read any of the comics yet from Runaways. So. Um, have either of you guys read any of the Runaways comics? Runaways was one of the first comics I ever read, actually. And the reason I read it was because Joss Whedon wrote the preface for it hmm. um, a million years ago. And that's why I read it, because, you know, Joss Whedon. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. I don't I didn't read all of it. I'm not currently not current at all. I think I read the first I don't even know really what they're called because I'm not really a comic guy. But what is it called when you when like you collect arc. like fiber? Yeah. yeah, I made the story arc of the first, you know, hard graphic you know, novel. To collect. Yeah. Graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I don't. I'm not the comic guy here on this. I'm the the film guy. Um. So, but yeah, that was one of the first comics I ever read. Cool. Yeah, and I I've read it uh in Unlimited Marvel Unlimited the app, uh, and I've read the first uh one or two or three arcs and it's pretty cool yeah years ago i was going to read it but i couldn't find the first volume anywhere and (laughs) the reason i was going to read it is because one of my students chad who i had as a senior uh in my in my journalism class uh he was like mr avery you gotta read this man you gotta read this and i I was well sounds cool i I will I'll, i'll try and I couldn't find the first volume anywhere. So I'm like, I, I'm not, I want to read from the beginning. So, right. Yeah. So that's our, our familiarity with the comic. We'll talk more about the characters maybe next episode when they actually kind of start using their powers and stuff. This episode for, of the podcast, um, I think we're just going to s- just jump into it clear, free and clear of mm-hmm. comic history and just get, just take what they give us. Um, and they give it to us pretty clearly and pretty plainly. Uh, we right. have these main characters and they each kind of get their own introduction and then they do things a little bit almost together, but then they go and do things apart. And I mean, honestly, this episode could be summed up as there's a bunch of friends who don't like each other anymore. And they used to have a friend named Amy who died. And now one of them is trying to get them all to join him for a party so that they can kind of talk about their feelings and none of them want to, but they all do anyway. And, 
and none of them like their parents who all know each other. Right. Yep. Their their parent their <laughs> yeah. And that's the interesting and thing then, for me watching these is uh I'm the parent now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I have I have kids these ages and I'm watching it differently than you know when I watched <laughs> Breakfast Club uh, I watched it as a kid watching kids, you know, and now if I watch Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller, I probably would have a lot different feelings about what these kids are doing because I don't want my kids doing that, you know? So they all come to the party and then they discover that their parents are all bad guys. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Part of a weird now. It's it, it, it looks bad. It looks like they're part of this weird cult thing that does weird cult things. So yeah, we'll get to that, but that's the broad storyline is just, we've got this group of kids who they've fallen apart from each other. And now they come back together and find out together that their parents are not great people. (laughs) And they do a weird thing with another kid. (laughs) Technically, we don't know that they're not great people, but all indication leads us to believe. (laughs) Can we please? I mean, let's just get this out of the way, Stuart, man. I mean, if you're dressing in robes and drugging people and then forcing someone into the thing, forcing them into something weird. Right. Right. They're screaming. Yeah. And and not wearing any clothes. I, I missed that part. I'm not saying they're they're absolutely bad. I'm just I'm saying that you know it's 99% bad. They could be the 1% not bad. The 1% people. of people who gather together in robes <laughs> and drug people for, and put them in and put them in for secret ceremonies that hey. include drugging people. <laughs> In yeah. all honesty, we don't know. They could have just been filming a music video for their YouTube channel. They could and, have been filming a music video for the yeah. YouTube channel. They could just and be they had mad been supers. playing music. I, I'd be more <laughs> if there was, you know, cameras. <laughs> I'd be there more was a camera, inclined. but nobody. Yeah, that's there was a, a soundproof barrier, Ben. We don't know if music was playing or not. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> that we do. We don't know what kind of music was going on behind that force field barrier thing. Yeah. <laughs> But there were no <laughs> cameras behind. How- the barrier. <laughs> so. However, the fact that there was a force field barrier does raise a few more questions. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. They're <laughs> evil parents. Okay, you want to go down that road, Ben? I just called you an evil parent because you said you were them. So I was trying to be nice, I'm but just no. Just saying not. that watching <laughs> teen shows. I watch the parents more than yes. Well, because to. we're parents now. Right. How are they dealing with that? Oh, I'm gonna take some notes. <laughs> How do I hide my evil plans from my <laughs> children? So First they... off, get robes. That's you need robes. <laughs> yeah, you need robes. You need coasters. All right. That, so yeah. are we gonna let's let's stick on this for a moment then, because I mean that's at the end <laughs> of the episode. But I don't know anything about pride which is the name of their nonprofit organization that they say they're meeting to talk about. And that they're all part of this thing and they're giving lots of toasts to pride. Um, they're talking about, yeah, we're, we're sad for you about your loss for your daughter, Amy as well. And then this, that conversation gets interrupted by James Marsters to pride, you know, and 
so they're they're toasting this thing, and then they go and they put on these red robes, and they go downstairs. What kind of ceremony is this? I mean, what are they? Is it a cult? Is it some sort of weird religion thing going on? Or are you are you asking us, or is this hypothetical? This is hypothetical because okay. I haven't watched episode two. I don't know if you guys have. Potentially, have. we could have. You have. Yes, and Shantae, my now. wife, is currently watching episode three as we speak. Okay, do not answer in. anything about that <laughs> okay. question then, Evan, if you do know. Um, actually, even if you don't know, at this point, you you just – you can't. You, you just can't speak to that. But. No. All right, then. I, it, sure, it sure smacks of cult-ish things. <laughs> I mean it sure, it sure resembles a cult. It sure resembles an evil, you know, bad things. Well, it absolutely I've, resembles – a seventies film portrayal of a cult. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? But even, I mean, they did, they did that in Buffy too. There were several cults in Buffy that, you know, she ended up just feeding because she's, you know, Buffy. Right, right. Right. But this is very, very stereotypically a cult situation. Like the filmography or the film language of our zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Those are some college words there. Um, <laughs> tell us everything we need to know about this, whether or not it's wrong, whether or not they're going to turn it on its ear or whatever. But for now, all we need to know in episode one is parents, bad kids. Good. I am reminded of some of the Hydra stuff that was going on in uh, was it season three. I think. Sure. I, I think, yep. was, I think it was season. Three. I mean, I only, we only do a podcast about it. Right. Maybe we should remember that. But some of that that Hydra stuff that was kind of like, okay, it's the new Hydra, and we're we're going to go back to the old Hydra ways and and summon demon Cthulhu beasts and you know that kind <laughs> of thing. Put him in Ward's body. Yeah. 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 Uh, Spoilers. Well, it's not really. I mean, we we already talked about the spoiler policy. But yeah, that that does that did remind. Now that you mention it, it does have that sort of overtones. Um, it's also, in- of course, Evan can't speak to this, but wouldn't it be awesome if this actually that was would be Hydra? amazing? <laughs> that would be um, a connection that Evan. I, I told you I'm not, not to speak. Speaking, I'm I not, just asked a know, question along with you. Yeah, I know, but it could be read many different ways. <laughs> wouldn't it be? So. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? <laughs> there. <laughs> so that's the big question. The kids have now seen their parents. As part of this thing that, for all intents and purposes, absolutely mm-hmm. looks like a cult. And that's our cliffhanger here. And and that makes me feel, you know, it's like in Humans, those two episodes aired on the same night. Uh, our upcoming S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere uh, will be the first two episodes uh, in the same evening. Um, we're doing the same thing here mm-hmm. with, with Hulu, only with three episodes instead of two. We're just not doing it uh, on the podcast Mm-mm. as, as one. well because they they release them as separate episodes. It's not like they said we're having a three episode premiere night thing. They're just like the first three episodes. And I just want to say thank you so much, Hulu, for not putting this climax. <laughs> Only you know, kind of. Oh, yeah. we, Listener, we appreciate if you, that. If you want to feel sorry that. for Ben, go listen to the uh, to the road trip episode for IMAX. <laughs> It was a it was a thing that happened and yeah. we had fun doing it because we were friends going through the fire <laughs> together. If and you go back and listen to the episode, you will find Ben saying he really liked it and had a good time. 
Yeah. We made it through. We made it through. We were not sure what we were getting ourselves into when it happened, but we made it through. And those two episodes, I think, were probably the third and fourth best episodes. <laughs> How sad. So. Never mind. We're not talking about Inhumans. Let's get back to Runaways. Let's run away from Inhumans. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. So, okay. Let's yes. talk about our characters then. Uh, the first character we start off with, I'm not sure if she's meant to be a part of the team or not, but we start off with this pre-credits sequence mm-hmm. with a girl running away. Her name is destiny and uh, she's, it, she's absolutely a runaway and she gets picked up by mm-hmm. churchy people who don't like to be called a cult. <laughs> and there's some young toughs who are roughing her up and she can't speak Spanish. So she can't understand that they're saying to her, we're trying to save you. Um, the van pulls up, they pull her away from those two guys and and they say she should have she'd have been better off with us. She'd be safer with us. But the people driving the van, there's lots of people in the van, but the people driving the van seem to be in charge. And they say, you know, you can just come with us. We'll feed you and you can stay if you want. You don't have to stay if you don't want to. If it's not for you, you can totally leave. And then they convince her that they are trustworthy because she says, you swear. And she says, we swear. And so the clearly they are totally trustworthy she gets on the van it's important to note this this priest credit sequence takes place in new york that's very much um the empire state building the rest of the show we can talk about six months months later later in la LA. so it's important to note that and it's called the church of gaborum and i'm gonna this is just gonna be a, a little segment i like to call you might have just learned something, <laughs> but Gaborum is a Hebrew word, and it is a Hebrew word that they use when they describe the mighty men who fought at David's side. Mm-hmm. And that word is used for mighty men who trust God for their power. Huh. And so, yeah, that's that's your uh, you might have learned something for the day. The reason I know this is because I was writing a project that was about those guys and. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, that's a really cool title if anybody could actually right. say it. But the meaning behind the word, I mean, when you find a title that fits with the right meaning and you're just like, oh, it's meaty, it works perfectly, then it's uh, a word like that. You're just like, ah, oh, never mind. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to find something that English speakers can actually say so that they can tell each other, buy this book. It's called Mighty Men instead of <laughs> Gibber Gibber. Yeah. But so. Wasn't that the the name of the church that the mom ran? Yep. Yes. She okay. then wrote a book or no, someone else wrote a book, but she runs a church and the the book that they have that they're all reading out of for their responsive reading. Uh, for those of you who are <laughs> old school churchgoers, you remember those responsive readings, but um, or current Catholics. Well, I mean, whatever. Yeah, do they, I don't know if they call it. The, <laughs> do they call it the responsive reading? It, it, well, it's responsorial psalms. Okay, yeah. Responsive yeah. reading is that whole – that's the Protestant way of putting it. Right. That's, that's your small little country church. They're going to say responsive reading, and and you'll have your, your more high church with the – whatever you said it was. Responsive. <laughs> Responsor, responsorial psalms. Basically, yeah. they the leader will say part of the psalm and will, you know you respond back with yeah. – a verse or something. And, and Lutherans do this stuff. Too. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very churchy it's thing very, to do. It's a very churchy thing to do. And they're doing it here with, with this. Um, 
well, now Scientology, I think, inspired. Well, it's with, it's with, it's very interesting that you you're you have that background with the with I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because it felt yeah because it felt very Scientology or uh, new wavy mm-hmm. if not you know actually yeah. Scientology and to th- to know that the name of the church has a root in you know the Hebrew background is very interesting and it's a question that I don't have an answer for. Um, I thought it was the name of like some obscure cosmic Marvel villain like Dormammu. Yeah, that is a possibility. <laughs> I did not look it up. I just I just stuck with the whole Hebrew thing. Um maybe one of us should look that up while we're while we're talking here, but um yeah. I would rather it have been Dormammu, I think. <laughs> that would have been really funny. Church of Dormammu. Don't go, everybody. <laughs> I mean, the guy you worship is is stuck in a time loop, and he's he's never coming back <laughs> because, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we got Destiny. She, we start with her. We're gonna end with her. But now we go to our credit sequence, which is just Los Angeles. There's there's Los Angeles yeah. gates. There's Los Angeles homes. Oh. There's Los Angeles streets. There's Los Angeles well, planes flying over. What? There is a uh, dinosaur inflatable in the pool. <laughs> yes, yes, that was the best thing. Yeah, and that's not the only and dinosaur symbolism. We no, there's a T Rex thing too. Yeah, there's a ton of symbolism in this whole thing where you see symbols from the church. You see shapes of the. Uh, Shapes of things that I've seen in press photos, like a, a, a staff of power kind of thing. I mean, you see all sorts of stuff in there when you're watching it. And there's also things like a single flower petal is the only color red in the, in, you know, a, in a screen of green kind of thing. And mm. um, I, I'm, I'm thinking every time I watch this, I'm going to try and look for something, something new. But the dinosaurs really stuck out to me. Yeah. So Gaborums, yeah, the there are a race of three six-fingered giants among various elder gods of Earth, having somehow survived the Demogorg, whose single-minded goal is to wipe Earth clean of all humanity. Stranger Things, <laughs> apparently, but that's from the um. Oh, for twenty-five years, the Gaborum have. Gave the pride wealth and their powers enhanced so that they could rule over the entire. Oh, it's totally a race thing. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm only looking at this on, um, Oh, first appearance runaways number 13. So yeah, it is totally a runaways thing. Interesting. All right. Interesting. Spoilers. So well, we've got, <laughs> well, that's not, how's that a spoiler? That's looking at the comic stuff, right? All right. Yeah, well, no, I mean, we're, we're digging in, man. Yeah, so interesting. It, it, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a thing. Um, probably the Brian K. Vaughn, the creator of the comic, was like, you know, I re- I need a really awesome name, and then he came, he did some googling. Yeah, but those six finger giants, man, that's that that's stuff. That's Old Testament stuff right there too. Yeah, I mean, you're you're now looking at like the Nephilim and stuff in in the Old Testament and the giants and heroes of old and stuff. So. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh intentional like hey, this is the stuff that they are referencing from the Bible. I do think it is intentional to reference that stuff and to make it mm-hmm. have that old religion feel, that um that prehistory kind of mm-hmm. uh 
you know, legendary mythic hero kind of thing. That that's I think that's the vibe he's going for. So interesting. Yeah. So we will see if these things are MCU'd or not. And again, some of you are new uh, listening to this podcast. When we use MCU as a verb, that means to take something from the comic and to translate it into live action and to try and you know make it work in live action. So And usually it's a thing like really comic-y, really comic thing yeah. that you can't really, you know, it'd be really hard to turn it into um, something live action and they typically do it pretty well. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes actually, they don't. <laughs> well, lately they've, you know, you MCU Dr. Strange by just making him be like Dr. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they MCU Lockjaw by just, He's just it. Like He's just locked jaw. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but they MCU Friday. Black Bolt by explaining how his his powers work with his voice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And they did a good job with Ghost Rider too. I think Ghost Rider might be the a a really good example of that is because this is a really abstract kind of thinking about Ghost Rider, right? And when they brought him in for season four of. Um, shield they actually tied him to a character and characterized him so we'll see how the mcu the gibberum interesting yeah that'll be fun very interesting all right so from that credit sequence we go to six months later and here's who we have we have our our primary cast mm-hmm. alex is playing video games his dad is trying to connect with him and he reveals this is what i used to play with her and we don't know who that her is yet. Mom's trying to make pancakes because it's been two years. It's kind of the anniversary of losing this her. And they're trying to convince him to do stuff with his friends again. Apparently, he doesn't do anything with his friends right now. Then we find Nico, who is going through Amy's room and finding some tights from Amy's room. Because Amy's room has been apparently left intact and her tights are still there. And mom and dad come in and confront her. And she actually knocks over a tennis trophy. From Did you see the alarm system that mom had? She, she like knew the door was open. That was bizarre. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's keeping an eye on things and she is a some be. form of evil supervillain. So, yep. yeah. Um, Chase, he's working out and he has a evil Tony Stark light father and who is pushing him for getting a C in Spanish and but we see all these magazine covers that his father is on and he's an inventor. And we find out later that Chase himself has an imagination, at least an imagination that lends itself toward invention, whether or not he has the knowledge to, to back that up. We'll find out later. Probably Carolina is attending a Scientology feeling service. I, I think they're referencing and making us see that kind of California bright color kind of stuff that you know i don't know what a scientology service looks like but this feels like that and her mother says she's the millennial face of the church that's nice they definitely want you to <laughs> think religion without thinking um they they do a they do a good job to distance itself from christianity or muslim or something like that to sort of new firmly, religion yeah this yeah, is, this is new like age firmly, religion without yeah. god i mean there yeah. yeah there doesn't seem to be a a deity um, mm-hmm. involved here. It's all about so. positive vibes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Then we have Gert, who she and Molly are in the car together. Molly is adopted. So 
they don't know really much about her her parents. Um, Molly has cramps, and her mom is just way to I, mean, I would have been very uncomfortable if I'd been in that car as mom was talking about all the things. Uh, now, granted, I have teenage girls, and so I do have conversations about these things, um, but not that style of conversation. You're, you're a little bit more Midwest, and and they're a little bit more true. Southern California. Rich, that's true. By the way, when I use the term Southern California, I I I am from Southern California. I've lived there a long time too. Um, this is very typically Los Angeles. This is very like this is how people in Los Angeles are. Maybe not all of them. Sorry, please don't send me hate mail. Um, but this is like very stereotypically rich Los Angeles people. Very concerned about herbs and chamomile tea. <laughs> and it's it's creeping. I mean, we've got that here too in Indiana. So <laughs> uh, we also have Gert, who is um, trying to invite people to her after school club. Um, they, I mean, she's the social justice warrior. She's the one who is thinking about all of the different social inequalities and that kind of stuff, and very very vocal about it. Um, very, very vocal about it. And so we learned that all these characters were once friends, but that was then, this is now. And as Alex is at school watching all these people walk by, he gets the idea to have the get-together. And he uh, asks his parents about that. His parents are worried because they're going to be doing something in the house, which they, they used to do while the kids were in the house, but now things are a little different. And now we find out why they're a little worried, and that is because there are some secret doors involved in some of their houses. Uh, Alex's parents go through a secret door that has those red robes we were talking about. Carolina's mom has someone lying in a 2001-style apartment, uh, yes. hotel room. Uh, this guy has really, really, really bad skin. That guy needs some lotion stat. <laughs> Just, I mean, he needs he needs the ultra powered. I mean, straight up whale blubber lotion. I mean, yeah. it's bad. And he also has a so, face hugger gas mask on. I was gonna say, yeah. is this Bane? Yeah, it's not Bane because it's not it's not the it's yeah that thing that covers his weird. entire face. Right. Yep. And it, it looks like a face hugger uh, with the gas mask attachment on it. So, so that's Act One. We get to see. <laughs> things are weird with mom and dad and you know, things are always weird with mom and dad. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, but we have these friends who aren't friends anymore. So anything more about the characters there? We don't really know too much about them. Just that they fit into a nice high school cliche. Right. We do know that they were that they're troubled and that they are clashing with the world around them, whether or not it's their parents or school or you know teachers or um, the not Scientology church yeah. or whatever. So that's a and they've done a really good job of presenting that to us in the show. Yep, and it's all stemming from the loss of Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the impression that the friendships kind of fell apart after Amy was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they I mean, they, they call it out. They were friends because their parents, parents were, were friends. friends. 
And yeah, those were not close friendships for me. Um, I mean, I had close friendships from school. I had close friendships from church. Um, although my dad's boss, his son was a year younger than me, but we were in each other's weddings. And if he hadn't moved to New Zealand, I'd, I'd still be doing stuff with him today. But he's moved to New Zealand, not this area. So, so that would be one, one uh, I guess, exception. But yeah, yeah, I can't remember having friends, uh, friendships with my parents, friends, kids. I was, I was, I would have always been friends with my parents, friends. It was weird. All right. So act two, we find out that not only do they have problems and have conflict with the world around them, they have conflict and problems with each other. And basically act two is this. Alex tries to get the gang back together, but they're all hurting and they aren't really willing, willing to talk to each other. Alex invites Chase to a party, but then it just turns into this nasty uh, Gert comes and makes fun of Chase. Chase makes fun of Gert. Uh, uh, Carolina comes and they Gert and Carolina rip into each other. Um, <laughs> and Nico's not even around for this. Um, it's just they're, they're putting down each other. Clearly, the friendships are no longer there. I feel for Gert because I was, you know, she's kind of the outcast. Um, but then she's mean too. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it. I mean, I feel for her because she's outcast, but I also like I feel for the others because they're she's mean to them too. And I feel bad for Alex because he just wants them. I, I, I mean, he just wants them to to talk about Amy. I think, um, and he misses Nico. And so when he goes to Nico, we he reveals that he misses her more than anyone else. Mm. And yeah. So we do have a connection then with Nico and, and Alex. We also have a connection with uh, Chase and Gert. Chase gets that C in Spanish. The teacher is not willing to help him out and change it. So Gert says, I'll tutor you. And he agrees to that. But he also has agreed to go to a different party. Um. Nico and Carolina engage in a are you okay talk in the bathroom while they're both trying not to cry in front of each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then Molly goes to the nurse's office and her eyes start glowing and her hands crush the metal bench that she's sitting on while the nurse is not there. To be fair, Gert, Gert wasn't doing that out of just selfless helping. Gert no. had an ulterior motive. She did. She did not to say that there was anything bad with her motive. I'm just saying that she, she had one. The problem with me for, with that is, and, and this, I don't know, you know, when you like someone, you, you lose all sense of, of what, you know, oh, logic yeah. and stuff, you know, I mean, she's making fun of chase, not, not five mm -hmm. minutes earlier, you know, and right. Which felt very real to me. <laughs> like that. I remember being kind of like that as a teenager. And I feel like a lot of teenagers and young people who young people who don't really have an idea of how their emotions work yet. <laughs> they're still trying to figure that, that out. You know, they, they turn on people really quickly without, without, uh, meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now we finally, I mean, that's our first glimpse of powers now. Mm -hmm. is is molly it may, it may not be our first glimpse of it but it is absolutely our first like real 
awareness of powers. I'm there were some things going on where I was wondering if like uh, Carolina was hearing thoughts, maybe. Um, mm. or, or hearing, cause I don't know these people's powers either. And that's part of why I want to stay kind of spoiler free there. I want to discover their powers with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Molly's got some stuff going on and, mm. and we, Molly reminded me of Jessica Jones a little bit, except, um, more upbeat and positive <laughs> and uh, less, less alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, she she has that super strength power set. Now, what does that come from? Because her eyes are also glowing. I, I don't know. Right. We'll find out. Um, Evan, don't let us know yet, but um, <laughs> I, I want to find out. So, Act three is <laughs> no one goes to Alex's party <laughs> until they all go to Alex's party. <laughs> and also, remember how the kids aren't getting along? The parents are also not getting along. And you even have one point where one of the parents says, how are they even allowed into pride? And then someone else says, everyone's here for a reason. And that's when Alex comes in and they all are like, hey, you know, and, and then they when he leaves, they, they start talking about Amy and commiserate a little bit over losing Amy. So the other thing that happens here, Carolina does a news interview and Destiny interrupts to gush about how the church and Carolina's mom helped. Carolina pulls her aside and says, what's rebelling like? And yeah, weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that <laughs> we can see where something's going here. Uh, Molly tries to use her great strength by lifting the VW van and she can't, but she accidentally makes it roll down off of the, uh, whatever it is, those metal ramp thingies that you put a car up on when you're going to work underneath it. Yeah. That's what we call them. It starts to roll down on her and she uses her power to push it back up. And she's very excited by her great strength. Leaves a handprint dent, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So here's what they're all doing apart from each other. Alex is using all his cool retro stuff, playing video games and record albums, uh, vinyl record albums, and chooses to send a photo of the gang to the rest of them from back when they were the gang. Nico is on the beach doing Wicca stuff, trying to summon the triple goddess. Nothing's coming. That is the that must be a, like a private beach in Malibu, something because that is the <laughs> most like emptiest beach I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's nighttime, you know, so we just can't. That see means some there of the should be more bonfires is what that means. Well, she's she's found a very private, private space. It's like, I mean, that actually reminds it actually reminded me of something that happened to me on a beach in California. We came across this lady doing something, not this elaborate. But yeah, that was strangely relatable, which is weird. <laughs> I didn't like that part. Gert is waiting for Chase to come so they can study Spanish together. Chase is going to a party and not having fun. Uh, Carolina. What's that? And not studying Spanish with Gert right. very pointedly. And it's actually a good thing that he's not. I mean, not good for right. Gert, but Carolina is going to that same party. She's going to rebel. And she's given drugs. I don't know if she took the drug, but she takes off her bracelet. And as soon as she takes off her bracelet, her arms start, start to glow. Is it drugs? Is it powers? Doesn't matter because she passes out. Chase's friends take her up to a room where they proceed to begin to sexually assault her. 
but Chase sees them, and so he goes and he fights them. They leave with a they leave with the classic bully line: "You're dead, man. You're dead." <laughs> yeah. um, but they leave, and she uh, he puts her bracelet back on, and that's when she wakes up. So I'm I'm not sure, but I think that bracelet has something to do with maybe causing her to not have powers. And, and, and maybe that's a power um, suppression kind of thing. And they did mention, she mentioned that in the interview. She's like, uh, I, I feel like I've had my bracelet on this entire time. So yeah. when she took it off and she started glowing, I immediately thought, oh, she's some sort of space alien. But they had something. that scene where they showed her being given the drugs where you could say. Hmm. Right. But then right. in the car, she still has the like, pill. And then she throws it out the window. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't think she took the drugs. In fact, I was thinking about that. I was, I was like, did she take it? And they cut away. They did. And I missed it where she threw it out of the window. So I, mm-hmm. if, if I had seen that, I, yeah, absolutely. She did not take it. That yeah. was, that was her own power kind of thing. No mm-hmm. one noticed it though. So I don't know what that is all about. If, if yeah. um, maybe it's something that they were all just too high to notice or that's what I was um, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> or if, if it's something that people can't see, but she can't. maybe. So anyway, she doesn't want to go home, but Chase is getting her out of there. Molly is sleeping on the floor uh, and she is then told by Gert to go feed the pets. And there's lots of animals (laughs) in cages and there's some computers with uh, brain simulation things and and a raptor. (laughs) We have raptor. (laughs) There's a a velociraptor behind the door. Okay. Yeah. Was this was this in any of the promotional material, the Raptor? No. I mean, it's on the poster, but the Okay. They, it's on the poster. they weren't hiding it though. They they said in interviews, I I know that they'd said to expect the Raptor. Okay, cuz mm-hmm. I heard no press about this and I was worried that they would take the Raptor out or make it like a tattoo on somebody or something. Right. You know? It's a huge <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too much into the comics, but it's a huge deal in the book. Yeah, so huge deal. And that looks legit, and it looks like practical effects. Mm-hmm. And I was very pleased to see that. Yeah, very interesting. I, the, the other interesting thing along with that, that practical effect, is my son and I watched a Mystery Science Theater tonight mm-hmm. of Future War, which has the most horrible, horrible <laughs> – this is made in 1997, uh, or maybe it was 97, might have been – no, it takes place in 1997. I think it's made in 1991 or five. I don't know, but horrible dinosaur puppets. Uh, it is so bad. <laughs> they used so much forced perspective. It just looks so. Oh, it's so bad, so bad. <laughs> and then I, I see, uh, you know, this raptor show up, and I'm like, ah, that that's refreshing. <laughs> so, nice. She's scared, as you would be, to find a raptor in your house, and. Uh, pulls the door off the hinges as she runs out of that pet room and calls Gert and says, I want to get out of here. So Alex sent the photo to everyone and they all get the photo and they all go to Alex's house. And that is act three. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I just based the act numbers on commercial breaks. So, <laughs> mm. Which is why we only have four acts. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, any more thoughts there? Um, that pet room scenario, also a familiar scenario for me. 
But, you have uh, a raptor in your basement? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no, I stayed in somebody's house one time. They had a giant pet room full of birds and animals <sighs> they had captured from random places around the house, like <sighs> lizards and things. And one of those lizards escaped while I was there, and we had to catch it. But not a raptor. <laughs> not a raptor, no. I mean, not a but a lizard and a raptor are close. It wants to be a raptor, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But maybe it knows that raptors probably had feathers and they looked really stupid in real life. And they're also a lot smaller than the ones in Jurassic Park. And Yeah. yeah. But let's not let reality get in the way of enjoying some fun fiction. So, uh, although Act 4 feels very real, uh, that party is really, really awkward. And I have been to get-togethers where it is just no one knows really what to say they don't know what to do um you know alex feeling bad no one wants to play twister because they're not 12 anymore and it's really awkward and then someone says maybe we just don't work without her and we, we were friends because our parents were friends and yeah it's it's the breakfast club i mean they've got the church girl the social social justice mm-hmm. girl the dumb jock guy um and they, they just aren't getting along but they just kind of all realize, you know, we need to take some time to talk about our feelings, talk about Amy. And as they start getting ready to open up to each other, they do start getting along more. Chase decides he needs alcohol. And so in Alex's dad's study, they find evidence of the adults having been in there, but no one is in there. And Alex is a little nervous, says, you know what? Listen, guys, if we're going to do this. Let's not leave any, you know, water rings on the furniture we need to use coasters and the coasters are i mean it's basically batman's uh shakespeare uh bust where you pull the head back press the button he turns the coasters and it opens that secret door so they go inside and they go downstairs into some sort of so that's the ceremony behind the, the force field Destiny. We are ending. We began with Destiny. We're ending with Destiny. She's beginning to get a drink. They strip the robe off of her and place her in this weird lighty, caskety kind of thing. And Molly takes a picture. The adults see the flash, and the kids are out of there. <laughs> like, so, so wait a second. Yeah. The 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 barrier thing. Um, I have two things on this scene. The barrier thing protects the kids from or protects the parents and the kids from noise of the kids. But as soon as she takes a flash. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can see through it. I mean, they can see through it. Light is passing through the barrier. Yeah. I guess. So then the flash triggered people to take, Oh, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is they didn't see it clearly, but they all looked up when the flash happened. The other thing is, I've been to Los Angeles and I've lived through the Northridge earthquake and that basement would not be there. <laughs> There's no said. way. It has a force field barrier holding oh, it up in place. Oh, force field barriers. I'm sorry. Magic. They said okay. that the, they, they wouldn't have a basement. So that's why it's weird that it's there. Right. Right. Yeah. Must be the force field barrier. I'm giving protecting. it. I'm giving the force field barrier lots of points for uh, just, <laughs> Every, very just good architecture. The, solid. We're just going to call it the plot barrier. Got it. Okay. You good. can call it that too. It does serve a couple <laughs> different plot points for us if we're going to use it that way. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is where it, they had to do something that would allow these kids to all come and see this, but not be mm-hmm. seen. And the reason they're not seen is because they're up above and the parents just aren't looking up there. And they're looking right. through the force field barrier down at their parents. And Molly just needed to for, remember to turn that flash off on her phone. <laughs> In the comics, they're there. I think if I remember correctly, they're looking through like a vent or something. And they're actually whispering, unlike in this one where they're all just, hey, what's that? <laughs> like talking at the top of their voice. Yeah. It's a good thing that barrier was there. <laughs> it is. But you know what? Yeah. They weren't expecting to find their parents doing anything like that. So they're True. coming down there. They're just thinking, hey, what's that? It's our parents. <laughs> they're in robes. And they just put a young naked girl into a casket that has glowing lights in it. What does that and mean? And she was screaming. And yeah. she was not. Right. And I didn't and I didn't catch that that was the girl from the beginning. This whole time I've been like, I really, literally up until now, you just said it like three minutes ago. I thought it was the sister. So like the sister ran oh. away and is off, you know, uh, in New York. And here we are in California. And maybe the, you know, maybe the, the, the story will come back around to find the sister or whatever. No, they did a good job of identifying her if you're watching because they had those kind of uh, the, the tattoos on her yeah. stars on her yeah. on her uh, temple. And right, right. Well, and the and the blonde girl said, oh, I know her. I talked to her. And yeah. it's, it was destiny from the right. The cult. Yeah. Which was really unfortunate for her. But. Yeah. I, I, I now here we don't know what this means. Is, is mm-hmm. this? I mean, we're okay. So Netflix, uh, we can't talk about Defenders much, but there's sarcophagus stuff in the Netflix mm-hmm. Marvel materials, and there's people being brought back to life, and you have this guy who's who has that bad skin condition, and the face hugger on his face, and they're talking about we're gonna bring some more uh, what is, I can't remember exactly what it was that they said to him um, uh, I can't I don't remember either notes. but anyway I mean clearly there's some sort of connection between him and what's going on with these with these parent people and yeah so next episode I, we will find out what happens when the parents start paying attention to their children where, you know, this is what happens, parents, when you let your children, you leave them alone. They're going to discover that you are a part of an evil cult. So that's our parenting advice for the day. Is, I was going to say, yeah. I'm no I'm not a great parent, but signing up to be part of an evil cult and hosting meetings in my house. Not a good parenting thing. Just saying. I mean, yeah, that's what we all tell our kids. But, you know, we don't. <laughs> So it's a do as I say, not as I do situation. Okay. So that's the episode. Bottom line, what'd you guys think? Are you in? Are you in? I'm in. I, I, this, regardless of whether or not Joss Whedon had written the the thing way back when, this is a good, I like this. I want to see more of this. Um, I don't want to get into like, is it better than whatever, but 
I really am looking forward to watching this more so than I am watching um, anything with Danny Rand in it. Well, but I mean, Evan, I want to hear your, your, your thoughts here, but I do have the question then to think about how does this stack up against other pilots in the MCU? We got the agents of shield pilot. We've got the inhumans pilot. We've got the daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, iron fist defenders, pilots, how does this stack up for you? I haven't watched the Punisher pilot, but um well, pilot's such a weird term now because I don't know that we have pilot shows anymore. We have first chapters and stories. Yes, but the pilot episode is still that first episode. And and the, and first, the question like, is does this one bring you in more than any of those others? Did any of those others bring you in and make you want more than this one does? Uh, I don't know if I can answer that uh, honestly, I guess is the word, because this episode is it's almost a straight up adaption of the comic book. So, like, it's pretty much the exact same thing. So nothing surprised me. I was drawn into this because I was drawn into the comic. So I don't know. Okay. Um, I think this stacks up fair very well against the tv shows uh i don't i don't i can't put them all in order in my head because i haven't seen like i haven't seen the shield first episode in a long time in a really long time although i do remember you know colson coming out of the shadows and say you know welcome to level seven and stuff like that so it still sticks with me um does this stack up better than the first episode of like daredevil. I don't know. I I think, I think this is better than that, but it's certainly newer. Yeah. This, this episode seemed, uh, slow to me. Um, and the exciting parts really didn't start happening till the very end. Um, and yeah, we had to do that to establish all the characters and there was, some, uh, you know, it's, uh, so I don't know if it would have grabbed me. If I didn't know where it was going from the beginning. Well, what about you, Ben? Do you, how was it? Well, uh, yeah, for, for me, this one, it pulled me in. You're right, Evan. It, it is a slower thing because it's, it's teen drama for mm-hmm. most of the episode. And it's teen drama that hinges on, first of all, do you like these kids? Uh, do you like these high school students? And second of all, do you like the angst that they're feeling? about this missing person that's missing from their group, this Amy. And if you're willing to go along with that, then yeah. And, and I am, I, I was, uh, as far as like stacking up against the, you know, other, other pilots. Um, it's, it's very different. Uh, it pulls me in. I'm not as pulled in as I was with agents of shield episode one or, um, probably daredevil episode one or um, iron fist episode one. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it, but Iron Fist I like Iron weird. Fist. No, I, I, it's a good, it's a good piece of the MCU. And fortunately we had Inhumans to come along and, and be the worst thing in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Ben. But, hey, hey, you've actually said it. Okay. No, I, I am willing to say it now. Um, I liked and enjoyed myself with Inhumans. I did, but it's not the greatest thing. It, it just isn't. 
And and with this, I feel like this has a lot of potential and it feels like we're off to a strong start. It does not feel rushed is a very important part of that equation. Yeah. You know, when we talk about Iron Fist and when we talk about Inhumans, we have said on this show, on this podcast, um, that it felt rushed. Both of those, both of those two things felt rushed. Um, this does not feel that this feels like somebody had an idea. They really wanted to make it happen and they really wanted to make it happen. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I definitely want to see where it's going. They definitely are using the city here as in the same way they use hell's kitchen in, in Netflix. It's, it's the place. And it, it, it feels like the place. And, you know, I only lived there for, for half a year, but, um, you know, it, it feels like what I, what I saw when I was living there. And, and so I, yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's not, it feels like it's more than just a TV LA. This is not 90210 LA. This is <laughs> more LA, real LA. So. Well, it's real LA, but it's also very, very much removed. I mean, we're talking about Brentwood. This is these are people with lots of money. <laughs> there is money in this in this show. They're super villains. They are super villains, and they are super rich villains too. There's no Heinz Doofenshmirtz going on here. <laughs> Maybe um, there is. Maybe there is. I hope there is. I would love the kid from uh, from from Alias to be Heinz Doofenshmirtz. So I want the kids, I want them to come into their powers and, and, but I like the way it brings the team together here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just a random thing where, oh, we all just happen to be in the same place and have the same problems. They have the same problems because they're in the same place and they're in the same place because they're part of a community together. And I I like this. I like the idea of the shared history that they have, but then also we're bringing the gang back together. And well, and the shared history definitely opens the door for you know continued drama, right? Because they have they have a they have a lifetime of you know of growing up together, and they can sort of draw on that. And they're and they are friends. They're not just you know teammates. Or people who have been chosen by a guy in a mask or with an eye patch, I meant to say. Well, it's it's their their history is a mystery too, and mm-hmm. how does that fit into all of the you know supervillain stuff? And was Amy put into that sarcophagus? You know, oh, you know, oh, and then how does Nico respond to that? If I mean, if she was put into the sarcophagus, she was done so by her parents. How does Nico respond to that being that she is from those parents? And then how does everybody else respond to that? I get the impression that her death has something to do with their parents. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll see where that goes. But that's that's my my personal prediction for that mystery. As I'm trying to figure out as I'm watching I like that they're unveiling it slowly and I like that you're spending time thinking about it throughout the episode. Where Mm -hmm. is this person? What happened to her? What was she like? Who is she to them? You know, it's definitely um, a a chap chapters in a book more so than 
episodic adventures. I mean, Daredevil does do the, you know, the chapters in a book thing, but each episode sort of wraps up and maybe not always and maybe not fully, but each episode sort of has an ending, right? This ending in this first episode definitely felt like right on to episode two, you know, it's just, it's, you could, you could stitch them all together. I'm, I'm very curious. Are these three episodes going to be the pilot episode, quote unquote, where that's the opening story? And then the remaining episodes, do they get more episodic? I, I'm curious. Ooh. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, OK, final words, guys. We got to close this thing down. Final words, final thoughts. Uh, I like it. I'm going to keep watching. Uh, like I said, my wife and I, my wife's watching episode three while we're recording so she got sucked in and uh so i think we're gonna keep going you have to catch up with her because yes (laughs) all right Uh, i i like it i'm gonna keep watching i think uh it's gonna be interesting to see sort of how a different part of the mcu operates um we've gotten confirmation that this is in the mcu right well, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's produced by Disney. It's produced by ABC, and okay. the uh, they have said that it is part of of the MCU. Okay. Yeah. So yes, that's nothing why we're on doing screen this. that I noticed though. I didn't notice they, anything either. They yeah. never once mentioned the green guy. They never once mentioned oh the guy who's wrapped in the flag. They never once said anything about the you know the guy with the hammer. Incident. Yeah, or the incident. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or the Battle of New York or the. No, that's called whatever. The incident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's called the incident. Yeah. Well, but that's, yeah. I mean, depending on what timeline they're actually presenting, um, that was, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. Right. And right. And my understanding is this is supposed to be 2017, right? Because that's yeah. what has been said. So, well, I. I don't know if they said it, but I mean, he's playing that looked like PlayStation two controllers. No, that was a PS four. Oh, it was four. No, okay. PS four. Yeah. And, that, and by the way, lots of star Wars battlefront plugs in this, <laughs> lots of them. All right. Well, um, all I want to say is to anyone who's listening right now, we appreciate you listening. We're going to be getting out these first three episodes I'm not sure how how quickly we're going to be recording them. So um, we do want to hear from you. They'll go to welcomelevel7.com slash feedback, and you can email us there. You can leave a message there on the on the website, or you can get our voicemail line where you can leave a voicemail and get your voice heard on the podcast. And from there, um, we, we'll, we'll just – we'll get to it when we can get to it because of the weirdness of the scheduling. I don't know how it's going to work. But we will be following uh, Runaways in real time along with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as much as possible. Uh, Yeah, and then I also just want to say a big thank you to everyone out there, not just who's listening, but who got through Inhumans with us. Um, I want to say thank you to all the people who got through Iron Fist with us. I want to say thank you to all those people. And, and, you know, and to... Inhumans and Iron Fist, you know what I want to say? I just want to say, hey, thanks for all the pizza and sadness. 
thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level seven. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter where we are level seven pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. You are so mean. I know. I liked them. It's just they're at the bottom of the pile. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into this later. You you can say what you want, Evan. This is my personal opinion that those two <laughs> were at the bottom of the pile of the MCU. That, that you know. Ben, so, ben, hey, I, but it's pizza, you know? I'm I'm thanking for the pizza and the sadness. Pizza's a good thing. No matter what, pizza's good. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I will eat a Geno's pizza right now. I will eat it and I will like it. Are you are you going to go for a, t- a Tino's with the uh, you're, you're, Tostinos? Yeah. Okay. So maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm hungry, yeah, I, I would do it. Okay. So wow. What, what are the other what are the other two lines? Here's the other two lines that I was thinking about using for that end quote. Um, I just didn't have a good setup for this one, uh, but it's pretty awesome. Let me tell you, Dad is on the regular. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one to go on. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. And then the other one was the, the, the quote from the, uh, the, the, the message that, that, uh, Carolina's mother was giving. It is the simplest gift you can give. And yet the most powerful to let someone know, Hey, I see you. And that power is yours to awful offer because that gift is a smile. So yeah, I like, That's thanks for all the pizza and sadness because honestly, I just like pizza.